Kia ora whanau and welcome to Papatua Nuku Podcast. My name is Leonie Kent and I will be the host over the next 10 episodes. We'll be discussing all the different aspects of te mana o te wahine, atua wahine, what it means to be a wahine in the modern day and age. We'll be inviting guests along and breaking down whakatauki and talking about everything to do with te mana o te wahine. Mau toni mai. E mana, e reo, e Welcome back to Papatua Nuku Podcast. This is episode two. My name is Leonie Kenz. I'll be your host for the remaining uh, series or the whole series. Um, today's episode is going to be on Atua Wahine. Our Atua um, come first and foremost. We acknowledge them and everything. We um, pay homage to them all the all things come from them, so it makes sense once our definition of manawahine, which we did in the last episode, was done, was to acknowledge our atua. Um, obviously, our podcast is named after um, our deity Papa Tuanuku, our um, mother, mother nature in English, I guess. Um, she, from which all life springs from her, we also have uh, Hine Ahuone, we have Hine Romati, Hine Moana Mahuika, all of these deities um, and also our tupuna that have passed before us. Today I wanted to talk about a story that I've always, since I heard it, has always kind of stayed with me and it's the origin story of um, Taumoko, where it came from. But what it also involves is um, our f- well, one of the first stories I'd heard that involved domestic violence in the story that had me covered up or whitewashed or gone. And so the story is of Niwareka and Mata Ora. Korangi kopapa, tana moko. papa, noho tonu manu unga unga. Tana ko uetonga, ko tā uetonga, ko niwarika. Ko te wahine tēnei i whaiaia mataora, nāna anō i patu. Oma ana taua wahine ki raro, ka whai a mataora, ka tai ki te whare o te ku watawata. Ka tahi ka ui atu a mataora, kai whia te ara ki raro. So basically it's talking about Rangi um, and Papatuanuku who had Ruaimoko, the, the uh, god of earthquakes. Um, Ruaimoko had Manu Unga Unga who had Uetonga who was the father to Niwareka. Um, and Niwareka is the wife of Mataora and the story goes that, um, this is going to be a quick summary, that he beat her um, and she went back to Rarohinga, the underworld, uh, where Mata Ora followed her, overcame a sense of, uh, overcame uh, challenges, put in his way, um, put himself through pain and suffering, ultimately redeeming himself in her eyes, and then coming back uh, together to Te Aotearoa, up, up back to the living earth. So um, there's much more to that story, but that was how I first heard about it. Um, was always kind of from the perspective of um, Uetonga. Oh, sorry, not Uetonga, Mata Ora. It was always from the um, perspective of Mata Ora. So I went looking uh, to, f- to see if I could find a version that talked about Niwareka and her experiences and how this must have come as a shock to her. Uh, being from Rarohinga, where it was ultimately unheard of, uh, domestic violence, this was not a thing that happened there, it was love and light, 
Uh, people think of the underworld. It's not like Hades or, or hell or anything like that. It was just a different world. And um, she was described as white with very white hair, almost like uh, the Queen Daenerys from Game of Thrones is how I've been given a description before of her. So what interested me about Niwarika is the fact that the story um, is the origin story of Tamoko. However, I also believe it's the uh, very first time we've spoken about domestic violence within uh, relationships. And what I like about this story, even though it's hardly ever from her perspective um, and what she was going through. There's been attempts and people talking about it in the read and we've got other books where they've talked about Niwareka, Um was the sense of, you know, shock and, and running back down to her father, back to uh, Rarohinga and, you know, back to safety where she felt safe. And when the story comes in, it's Mata order trying to make amends, trying to come back, put himself through pain. And what happens is he... He happens upon um, Uetonga, who is a renowned tamako artist, well, you know, in the underworld, not not above it, uh, a very expert, very good at what he did. And, and Matawara had never seen this before because back then in, in Te Aotearoa, it was more kiritohi, it was uh, painted all with clay and, and different inks and whatnot. And so this was something very new to him and, you know, it kind of bewildered him and, and had him in awe for a bit. And so he kind of decided, well, I don't know if it was a decision he made or a decision that um, Uetonga made was to put him under the needle, so to speak, and to put him through some pain and suffering to make up for what he'd done. This is how I read it. Um, and then he is able, you know, he's doing an incantation or a chant while he's getting his um, tamako applied, his mata order applied to his face. And he does this incantation talking about Niwareka bringing him there and he's going through darkness and hell to be with her and et cetera. Um, a little bit of victim blaming, but whatever, we'll, we'll go past that. But it ultimately comes down to um, everybody believing that Mata Ora had done something wrong and needed to be redeemed, needed to make up for it because he had transgressed, he had done something terrible that made sure that he had to go through some pain and suffering. So what I like about the story is a good lesson to learn in terms of domestic violence as well as the origin story of Tamuko because there's stuff to learn from Niwareka, how she reacted, she went back to her family, um, how Mata Ora reacted following her, trying to make amends, etc., etc. And then, you know, ultimately her father and her making the decision that she went back up with him after he'd gone through all of that for her. So... Yeah, the story for me and how it relates to Manawahine is the respect showed, I guess, to, to Niwarika that he needed to make amends for it. If And, you know, there was no way he was just coming down and coming to get my wife and dragging her back. There had to be some kind of uh, suffering and pain and redemption and utu, you know, to make up for it, to make right what he had done. And this is something that we can learn from today. And a lot of whānau can learn from today is when these things, these transgressions, it's violence happens, there are ways that the whānau can help if the whānau are able to. You know, there's obviously a lot of um, a lot of issues plaguing a lot of different whānau out there, so we can't lump them all in one heap, but ultimately and ideally, the whānau unit if they are able, functional, um, able to help in that respect and helping her and helping him and helping them bring them back together if that's what they want and if not, being able to uh, mitigate <laughs> A separation, although it didn't end in separation there, so that's a happily ever after, I guess. But there is so much to learn from our Atoa Wahine, also Papa Tuanaku and her sacrifice um, and what she's done. And 
the bringer of life and everything that we are and will be and have is, is comes from her. We are her and she is us. And I'm only going to be able to touch on them. I've talked about Wahine Rua in the previous episode and we'll be talking about more Atua Wahine as we go through. However, I just wanted to talk about that particular story and how it relates to Mana Wahine and Mana Tāne, Mana Fano, Mana Whenua, Mana Atua, Ngamihi. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Papatua Nuku Podcast. We have more in store for you next week. So like, share, subscribe to this podcast so you can be updated with all of our latest episodes. Thank you very much for joining. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>